I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the White Witch Podcast with me, Carly. Happy New Year and all of that jazz. I hope you had a great one. So we are out of the abyss of your Christmas, New Year. If you're in America, you'd have had Thanksgiving on top of that. It is very much back to life, back to reality. I am really excited about this week's episode. I am going to be talking to you about sea witches and sea magic. We're going to touch on that. We're going to be talking witchy manifesting, as I'm sure most of us are considering what we want from 2020. And to kick things off today, I'm excited to talk to you about not a witch book per se, but a top spirituality book to tie in with any casting or manifesting that you may be carrying out for your 2020. So without further ado, the book is Spiritual Queen, a cosmic guide to show you how to say yes to yourself, yes to life and yes to your dreams. It's actually written like yes, as in yes, queen, but I sound like such a prat when I try to make anything sound cool. So I started following Emma last year, I was about to say this year, earlier last year. If you haven't listened to it already, check out the Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast by Emma. That also did not sound cool coming from my mouth, where she covers manifesting, law of attraction, spirituality, depression, anxiety, mental health, healing, self-love, angels, crystals, the goddess, divine feminine in you. Honestly, Emma is one of my favorites over a number of the witchy podcasts that I listen to. So definitely check it out. She also has a YouTube channel, blog, Facebook page, offers tons of free content that is really worthwhile. I needed a bit of a, not switch up, but something in addition to all of the witch books that I've been reading. I mean, obviously I read something every week. I reread Emma's book and I basically came across Emma as she's a fan of Yasmin Boland's book Moonology so that's how I kind of came across her and anyway I read the book for my own personal development but I really thought I needed to bring it to the podcast especially with us all focusing on 2020. So Emma's work focuses on manifesting, law of attraction, Overall, just vibrating at a higher level, but she's really organized, fantastic on accountability. I really relate to Emma's book in relation to spiritual awakenings, hitting rock bottom, losing toxic people from your life and actually holding yourself accountable. The book's really relatable in terms of how frank Emma is in explaining things that have happened to her. Like she holds back on nothing, but 
after the, reading the book again at the new year, like I just felt so hungry to get out there with my goals. So I was literally buzzing at a completely different frequency. I think I got a little bit flat on the energy front. I mean, Christmas is, you know, Christmas, New Year, that whole break, like we're generally quite exhausted when we get there. There's just too much to drink and eat. And yeah, it was a good kick up the backside that I needed. So in addition to the book, obviously, like I checked out um, all of the free content. I'd already been listening to the podcast. I've just binge listened to that. Um, Combine that with like the YouTube, Facebook. There's so much that you can work with. If you're a fan of Rebecca Campbell, so she wrote Light is the New Black, Danielle Laporte, she's brilliant, Marie Folio, Gabby Bernstein, Emma is your girl, she's UK, or like she's from home grounds. Not that that makes any difference, but she's definitely up there. Like she's um, published on Hay House. So reading Emma's book regarding the rock bottoms definitely resounded with me. I don't relate to many spiritual teachers kind of backstory, but her, her honesty in relation to relationships and lessons learned really resounded with me. My own spiritual awakenings, I mean, any which that I know, <laughs> generally, we're quite usually empaths. So there can be a lot of trauma that goes with being an empath. Um, so mine would be from kind of numbing feelings that I had no ability to cope with when I was younger, be that through <laughs> copious amounts of uh, alcohol. Um, so, you know, abusing alcohol and, um, you know, drugs when I was really young, um, terrible relationships, uh, too much love of cake, no, just kind of food and just being really bad with it. Just not really understanding what to do with these emotions. And when you're younger, like you have no idea what an empath is. I think it's a little bit better now, like people are more aware of it, but I don't know about you, but kind of in your teenage years and early twenties, when you are a huge empath and soak up everybody's energy and you've got the most toxic boyfriends and so on, it's kind of difficult but anyway, yes, it definitely um, made me realise that you genuinely shouldn't be ashamed of any of the shit that's got you to where you are now. Anyway, it isn't a witch book, but there is so much in there. And, you know, Emma's certainly into all the same sort of stuff that I am. I know she's obsessed with crystals, tarot, and, you know, on her podcast, she talks about everything, um, psychics, uh, divination, angels it's all there and obviously came to her from the moonology book so you know if there is one book going into 2020 I would definitely recommend this she's one of my heroes and I definitely think she'll inspire you to reach your full potential really good feel good book listen to the podcast check out all her free content so that's my first book for 2020 I am really excited about this year on the book front I've kind of found some different witchy books that I want to we're going to do some of the classics we're definitely going to do some of the like Scott Cunningham books next and so on but I've got a few that are a little bit more not so much out there that I'm going to be reviewing this year and I'm really excited about that um got a couple that I've ordered recently and I cannot wait to feed back to you I've heard some really good reviews from other people on them so yeah, that's this week's book review. Join me after the break. We are going to be talking witchy manifesting.
Welcome back. So let's talk witchcraft and manifesting. So let's be honest, as witches, many of us spend a lot of time manifesting, setting intentions, casting, binding, removing what we don't want. Tools that can help us with this are tarot or oracle cards. So using your tarot, you can work on spreads to understand any blocks that you might have, ask questions in relation to what you want or to seek specific answers. So definitely check out Pinterest for tarot spreads and ideas on questions to ask your tarot. We also have rituals to ask for what we do want. We can banish and remove what we don't. We have the moon to work with. Days we can cast specific spells, candles to call in certain things, words to craft to ask for what we want in our spell work. We have deities we can call upon and even herbs, crystals and plants to assign to what we are calling in. The options are endless. The universe has no way of distinguishing what it is we don't want versus what we do. The universe basically sees where you're putting your energy and magnifies it. So if you're having trouble manifesting, it can be because your thought patterns are still rooted in the negative, even if you're unaware of it. So back to basics, this is why gratitude lists are always preached about as a route to up your vibration. Other tools you can use to switch and up your vibration quite quickly are exercise, getting out in nature. So for me as a green witch, that is a major game changer when it comes to bringing some good juju in meditation and I like to call it wall staring so just assigning yourself some time to lay or sit there doing absolutely nothing and just contemplate what you want to do what you want to feel what you're happy for sometimes in our lives there might be negative factors or blocks we have that we just cannot ignore so maybe a certain person or behavior that we need to look at working on or even removing where possible So this ritual I'm going to run through with you is taken from some of Gabriella Hurstick's work. She wrote a book called Craft, Everyday Magic for Modern Witches. I believe it has a different title in America. So one of the things that she's laid out in her book, um, in her work, sorry, and I really like this. Ultimately, the only person who has to wholeheartedly believe in your magic, power and ability is you. Magic is a process and a muscle. It's a spiritual self-love. So with the beginning of the new year, it's a perfect time to do this ritual. You may want to carry this out across two evenings, but it depends if you want to let go and to also receive. It is suggested that you do both for full effect. So do this for you. Any ritual you do, make sure you tailor it accordingly so that it feels right for you and trust your intuition on it. Firstly, you want to ground yourself. You may want to cast your circle. You may want to burn incense or sage, anything that you may do as part of a ritual process. So I have last summer made some sage wraps and that was pretty easy. Basically used basic sage, grew tons of it in the summer, picked it and dried it out and um, made some wraps from it and wrapped some pretty pink and white cotton around it so easy to do, better for the environment and obviously buying it online. Obviously, please support your witchy sellers. But you know, if you do get the chance, you've got a little place to grow anything, um, grow yourself some sage and have a go at making some. 
So take time to settle, standing in the center of your circle. When you are ready, you'll want to ground yourself. So with your feet firmly to the ground, you want to imagine roots forming from the soles of your feet into the core of the earth. Once you feel that you successfully visualize this, take a seat. Now you want to switch your thoughts to a bubble of white light around you to protect you. This should also give you a sense of safety and comfort. And you want to stay like this for basically as long as you need. So a side note, I am really spiritually in tune with music. So for rituals or meditation and writing, I like to listen to specific works. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. My favorite witchy music is by Peter Gundry. He has an amazing album called The Witching Hour. And I have this on repeat all the time when I'm making candles as well and researching witchcraft. And I just feel like the witchiest little witch ever. So back to manifesting. The first step is letting go. So what's holding you back from what you want? Is it a relationship, self-doubt, money troubles? Focus on what you need to release. So this is where I realized that I am a Wally and I forgot to say to you, sorry, not speaking to myself in a very loving manner. Um, Make sure you bring some paper into the circle with you and a pen, because right now what we want to do is write down everything that you want to let go of um, on this piece of paper. So consider what's holding you back from what you want. Focus on the energy and feelings that arise. Be intentional. Be clear on what you want to let go of. So you want to write statements. So it may be, I'm done living from a place of scarcity. I'm done living from a place of fear. However, it sounds correct to you, but make it as a statement. It has to sit right with you. So make sure you find what it is you really want or need to get rid of, like get right down to the core. Intent has to be there. Once you're done with your list, decide what you want to do with it. So I work with Hecate. So I'd call in upon her to assist me with my intentions or what I want to let go. You may want to make an offering at your altar out of respect. So any work carried out with the deities, they must be treated with the utmost respect. So you may want to offer a small bit of alcohol, flowers, food, or burn a candle for for them. Next step is to burn your list, my favorite part. Um, So be safe. Tear each individual statement from your list of what you are removing from your life. Either go outside to burn it or in your cauldron or over a bowl of water. Imagine all the energy of what you've written going out into the universe in that beautiful bright flame as you're setting it on fire. So do this for each intention as many times as necessary till you get to the end. You need to feel or know deep down it's working. So you need to envisage or believe that you're removing these things from your life. 
So it may feel fake at first, but generally believe you are releasing that energy. So once you're done burning your statements, sit and ground yourself, stand up and envision your roots again, set deep in the earth, see all of that energy pouring back into the earth. So now you want to focus on closing your circle if you'd already set one. So ensuring you use the same energy and time as you use to open it. And you definitely want to pay attention to your dreams for that night. So that's day one of letting go what we don't want. Coming into day two, and we're going to talk what we do want. So you have to get rid of what you don't want before you can focus on the lovely stuff. So day two Similar in terms of rituals, so you want to ground yourself, similar to day one, so the whole same process with the roots and casting your circle and bringing in the piece of paper and a pen this time. We're now going to focus on what we want to manifest instead of release. So there are no rules within the universe. Nothing is too big or small. Go as big as you want, go hard or go home. It is sometimes good to start small so we can see our powers work, but you have complete free reign on what you want to call in. So when it comes to the process, the same as before, but when you write your list now, you want to focus on what you want to on what you want to feel in whatever you're trying to manifest. So for example, are you looking for a job that makes you feel valued or supported? Or are you looking for a relationship that's empowering and full of growth? Phrase whatever you want when it comes to writing your intentions as though it is already yours, i.e. I'm so grateful for the relationship that I have that is empowering and loving, or I'm so grateful for the job that I have that is paying me great money, whatever, insert how you want to feel. Sorry, that's more of a, a great bonus, but basically set in there how you want to feel as opposed to the specifics on the material side. Same as it's no for spells, do not do this for love in the sense of you don't want to write down the name of a person that you want to be in a relationship with. You need to focus on writing down the qualities you wish for in that person or relationship. The universe may not be able to provide you with those qualities with that person that you specifically named that you want to be with, but you may receive those feelings and that love and so on with somebody else much better for you that the universe would rather send in. So again, focus on how you want to feel and write that down instead. Then you want to repeat the same burning process. So feel the energy this time of the flame bleeding into the fabric of the universe and know with every fiber of your being what you want and that you will get it. You can repeat this ritual as often as you like. You may want to cast your spells alongside this in accordance with what you're calling in, what you want. You may want to create a vision board if you feel it will help tying in with all that you've visualized and done. So work with other tools that might help as well. You may want to use some existing sigils or create your own that help you move forward or protect you from any negative energies that might steer you off course. So if you're trying to get rid of something from your life, or to keep someone out, Um, work with your deities, or just keep in contact with them, calling them when you need strength to keep aiming for and manifesting what you want. So I hope that's a little bit of food for thought for you on your own rituals. Um, I know it is a full moon tonight, so it might be a great time to put out there what you do not want. 
Join me for part three. We are going to be talking sea witches and sea magic. part three of today's podcast episode let's talk sea witchcraft so the main kinds of magic associated with sea witches are weather and moon magic the weather encompasses all four elements so you can't have a storm without heat so fire rain so water wind and of course the earth is affected moon magic stands alone but the moon obviously affects the tides and the ocean's movement Not all sea witches necessarily have an affinity with water. It could be the study of these two alone. So I live about 10 minutes away from the sea. Always wanted to live by the sea. I moved here from London. However, you can live nowhere near to the sea and still class yourself as a sea witch. Sea magic is nature-based and falls more into grey magic due to the nature forces involved being chaotic. So let's talk things you may want to do to work with the sea. The first idea that I came across could be creating your own runes from seashells that you've collected. You can make the process of sourcing the shells a magical one by looking at each individual shell, seeing how it makes you feel. So for the more traditional elder favark runes, you would need to have 25 seashells. However, there are several forms of runes that you could choose from to make. So trust each shell you've chosen represents the symbol you've chosen for it. You could use Sharpies to mark the symbol on each shell. Traditionally, you'd have 24 shells with symbols on and one will remain blank. So use these for divination. Keep them in a beautiful pouch when you're not using them. Make sure you only collect shells from beaches that do not have any strict laws regarding taking resources. You could use seawater to charge your magical tools. So many witches believe ocean water represents abundance. The sea's vastness reminds us that there is enough for us all. Abundance energy can be used for a number of spells. So you may want to use it for financial abundance or even love. If you have tools you would like to charge with abundance energy, dip them in the sea one at a time. As you do this, focus on the expanse of water stretching out before you. You can catch that energy in your tools and call upon it later to call in abundance on what you desire. So good tools from your altar for abundance energy are cauldrons, wands, candles and jars. Careful with crystals, selenite will dissolve in water. So it might be easier to fill a jar with seawater and bring it back to anoint your tools. Another thing you could do, if you find any driftwood in the right shape and size, you might want to craft it into your own driftwood wand. So anything that you create yourself is obviously going to have a different kind of energy in it. I think that you'll have a different feeling towards it as well. I like to take my dog down onto the beach. You might be able to hear him snoring in the background and sit and meditate, focusing on the sound of the tide and the seagulls. In the summer months, I've also carried out tarot readings on the seashore. You might want to bring elements of the sea to your altar. So sand, shells, seawater, driftwood. It is respectful to make some sort of request or offering to the sea and sea spirits out of respect, basically, if you do take anything. 
Being a landlubber doesn't mean you cannot carry out sea magic as water is still all around you. So work with rivers, lakes, ponds, even your own bathtub or just rely on sea visualization. So you could create a sea sanctuary in your mind's eye and use it to perform sea spells and rituals. Some sea witches or sea priestesses may have a book of tides for their studies instead of a book of shadows purely for sea witchcraft. We will delve a lot deeper into this. I've got some sea magic books that I'm going to be reviewing this year and we'll have a full episode on the subject. So coming back to gratitude and manifesting, I just wanted to say I am so grateful coming into this year for how much support I've had for the podcast. I still think I want to put it out there that it's possibly the only UK witchy podcast that I've come across. I might be wrong. Um, But yeah, I'm so grateful for the Apple reviews that I've had. If you have the chance, I'd be ever so grateful if you could give me a review on there. Come and catch me on Instagram at The White Witch Company. I'm also on Facebook, The White Witch Company. If you've got any subjects you'd like covered or any books you'd like reviewed, drop me an email, carly at thewhitewitchcompany.co.uk. But yeah, thank you ever so much. This year, I've got far more time to do reviews and to record, and I'm really excited. Have a fantastic week, witches. I'll catch you soon for our next episode. Again, some really exciting books to review. We're going to be delving into a Scott Cunningham book for the next episode and um, got some really exciting different topics to discuss. So have a great week, witches. I will catch you soon. Bye.